Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bernie's Applebox Podcast. And we are here today with Mary Lou Mandel. And we are going to be talking everything social media. How you doing, Mary Lou? I am ready to go and happy to hang out with the Applebox. Yes, absolutely. We're happy to have you here. All right, let's do it. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us today on Bernie's Apple Box, Friday, 2 o'clock. Got to be Bernie's Apple Box. And I am here with someone, a new friend I have just made, uh, Mary Lou Mandel. And uh, correct me if I pronounce it wrong. I have pronounced every name wrong of every guest for the last four years, Mary Lou. So let me know if I got yours right or not. Totally. It's a thing. It's Mary Lou Mandel, like Handel. Mandel, Handel. Okay. First name wrong. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Mary Lou. You got Mary it. Mary Lou. It looks like Marie Lou, but it's Mary Lou. Yes. It's my curse and my blessing. <laughs> That's great. Well, welcome. Welcome. And I know you and I have talked. We've never met. Uh, you are into social media, and I really, really want to dig down today and really talk about people. In, in One thing I advocate, and I have advocated ever since I stumbled across Facebook way back in 2008, is that uh, you need to have a social media presence. And I know you agree with that 100%, but... It's how much, and I think a lot of people still is certainly in the older categories, maybe even in some of the younger categories too, age-wise, don't understand just how important it is. And we'll get into all that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about all of that. But I know you do such a good job. You are so... Um, focused on different styles, different ways of, of, uh, of behaving. I think I represent probably someone who has come up in a very traditional way. In other words, you stumble in and you experiment your way through it, you know, and I feel like I've been lucky to get to have some good things and some good fortune with uh, social media, but there's other things where I look at it and I go, you know what? I just don't do this very well, nor do I adapt new sites. I'm not real open to new sites. So just uh, give me give me kind of your thoughts and your background, your point of view, where you came from, and what how you view social media as a tool. Well, I'd say, I always tell people, like, I've been a content creator since I was in middle school, and that was before the internet. So I was like doing the morning announcements and I was like just working with cameras whenever I could find one in high school I was like please get me like a camcorder and if there was a an option to do a a report not on paper if I could make a video instead then I would just make the video instead so I've been very much about making content forever and this is like we didn't have cell phones to like camera phones to do things it wasn't like readily available stuff everywhere I just had to make it work is that is that echo coming from me no, no, that's for me. That we're releasing the Kraken next door. Oh, yeah. So yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. I'll just, make sure yeah. check that out later. <laughs> yeah, please. It's a great show. It's a great okay. show. Good, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, so I've always been a content creator and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that they also have always been content creators. They just might not have been a word for it. So I going into college, I went into the theater because I thought that I wanted to be an actress or then I, like I, I didn't go into film school because I was like, no, like there's not like directors and directors of photography and people that look like me who are on like the production side. But I was always really interested in it. So I was living in Orlando and I would do like stuff for the film school, like get cast in little short films and be an extra, just whatever I could to be on set. And I just love production. But, you know, I just was like, oh, but that's like somebody else's thing. Like, I can just watch. But I, I'm mm. not because I didn't go to film school. I didn't get taught how to do these things correctly. So then I moved to L.A. And I'm like, OK, well, I, I like being on camera. I like but like I don't know if it's acting. I like making things, but I don't know if I'm just a filmmaker. What is it? And over years of me just like watching YouTube happen. And when, when YouTube happened, I was like, this is going to be big. And I remember all my friends who were like film school boys were like, no, that's just like for cat videos. And I was like, I don't think you see what's happening yeah. right now. And then when Instagram, Instagram came out and I was like, oh, this is my art. I just <laughs> loved it so much. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever pictures of your food. I was like, but it could be so much more like that's what it is now. But it's going to be so much more. And this is how we're connecting now with people through social media. What is the thing that I like the most about this? It's actually doing the social media. And that's what people ask me about. And that's why that's become the focus of my content is because I like talking about how to make social media. People come to me. They're like, you obviously know how to do like Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. Like, can you tell me how to do it? And I'm like, oh. Well, then that's what I will teach you. And it turns out now, if I get asked a question three times, so if like, that's how it was kind of at the beginning. I was like, three times I get a question about how to do IG Live or how to make an Instagram highlight. Then I'm like, I'm going to make a video. And now I've got enough videos in my library that when a question comes up, I direct them to a video. And then if they have more questions, I will answer it. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, um, Tony, I'm hearing a little feedback. I don't know if you're getting that or not. Okay. Okay. Get off the phone, Tony. You're at work now. <laughs> no, I no. Somebody I mentioned there was. Because I produce my own stuff and I'm always like, there's a sound. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. No, yeah, somebody yeah. had mentioned there was an audio issue, but I think that was whatever. I think that was the Kraken. The, the Kraken so. being released. Yeah. yeah. Nah, nah, I'm listening to the Facebook um, feed and it sounds fine. So, yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> um, you know what? That is a very interesting thing. You said something that, that was so interesting to me because I think this is dying. This thought kind of process. I didn't go to film school, so I don't know how to do that. You know, we are crossing over and separating at the same time at a, period of um you know in a really great divide now i think between entertainment programming per se and people understanding video and audio communications on a on a social platform if you will you know i think we we have definitely crossed that divide what I don't think people have done, though, is really 
get experimental with it yet. You know what I mean? I think we're still in that sort of, here's my head, it's talking, and this is what I do because I'm going to say something. We're not into the emotional movement of like making film and video. You know, we're in the, still in the very intellectual part of it, just talking. I think that's something that's going to change relatively rapidly over the next few years. What are your thoughts? Yes, and especially with the micro content. So like Instagram Reels and TikTok, right? Those are like three mm -hmm. to 60 second pieces of content where you're not necessarily talking. Like they are many, many, many short films, little sketches with uh, really no regards to production value. So you can mm -hmm. have it high production value or you could just shoot it on your phone. And that's what I'm seeing is going to be freeing to people is that like there there was and still is a little bit of this like, but I need it to be perfect. I need the right lights. I need the good camera. I can't shoot this unless I'm in a studio. And it's not the case. Like I really yeah. like get on your phone and point it at you and start doing your thing and try some stuff and then see what happens. And also that with the internet, like you're not making a feature film. Like this is not Titanic. You're making a piece of content for the internet. So mm -hmm. just, you know, try something and see what happens and then go from there. Like nothing is sacred. And right. I know that a lot of people always feel like, but like my idea, like I can't use this idea until I have all these ducks in a row. And it's like, well, you, you could. And then if you want to do it again, you can do it again. It's totally fine. Right. Right. You know how I refer to that is, uh, this is a term I use a lot, disposable media. Mm -hmm. And that means that it's meant to be unwrapped and consumed by one person at one time over and over and over again. That's disposable media. And that is right where we are. I think people, once they get start getting that idea and you understand it, I'm sure without even talking to you that you don't sit there and obsess just like you just got done saying uh, about every single frame. You know what I mean? Every single thing. Nor do I. I take it and I know sometimes I look like, you know, it's not exactly how I want it or this isn't perfect, or I'll even write it sometimes, go back and reword it, you know, after I read it again or something, but I put it out there. That's what social media is. It's you need, I think, while the content, the exact content of what you want to say is very important. I'm not saying that. The overall fact that you're just getting pieces out every day is more important than what any individual piece is. Am I correct? Yes. So everything that you put out is a potential pathway to you, to connecting to your bigger message, whatever it may be, or like your body of work. So if you're using social media as like your platform to to get further work, which is like a very, very important thing to do. Of especially course. In yeah. the entertainment industry, when I was working yeah. a lot and I, uh, when I was like still trying to get hired out as a, like a producer mm -hmm. for, for digital content for like events or anything like that, like I know that when I put out more content, I was more likely to get the job right. because they could come and see what I do. They can connect to a personality without bringing me into an interview. They already know like, oh, she's going to vibe with us or not. Plus, yeah. she obviously knows what she's doing because you are what you tell people you are. 
And oh, I love that. I, I know that that is the holy grail right there. You are, and people will believe you are who you tell them who you are. Yeah, they will get every right, time. And if you make content over and over and over saying, I am a director of photography. This is what I do. This is how you director of photography. You know, whatever it is that you do, people will be like, oh, you know who's a director of photography? That person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's getting your mindset in there. I do this a lot. You know, I, I, I take snippets from the shows. I throw them in. You know, I do a lot of stuff. But they, what I find is so amazing to me, even still today, even though I've been doing it for, for close to 10 years, maybe a little over 10 years now uh, of doing that, is how well people accept you. I mean, I meet people brand new for the first time in my life, and I know who they are through social media. It's like there's no space between us. It's like we've been friends for t 10 years, 20 years, you know, and also because I'm pretty verbal about this. I'm always telling what I think, you know, how I think. And people will just glom onto that. They already know you, that you're already there. You're pre-sold. You've got a pre-sold audience really is, is what it is. You know, with that in mind, let me ask you this. And I'm not sure, quite sure even how to start this. One one would be is what mis, mo, what are the mo, the mistakes that most people make? Another way to start it might be, and if you're comfortable with this, let's go with it, is what is a good plan to start your social media with? You may be doing social media now, but if you want to mix it up, if you want to get better numbers and all that, how do you approach that? So this has come up a lot for me recently, uh, especially like this year, trying to really focus because this is the first year where I've had the most time to really focus right. on my social media project. So I've been doing it for years, but like this year was like nothing else. This is what I do full time and really riding that train. And so I, the thing that I've learned the most this year is smaller, simpler pieces of content answer the smallest question that you can, because say if I make a video and I'm like, how to make a YouTube video, that is such a big thing. That's a like two week course. That's like a six month course. If you want to make it that long. sure, it's, of course, it's not, if it's going to be one video, it's just so daunting. But if I'm like, okay, how do you use a ring light? How do you connect your DSLR to your computer? Answer a small question, how to, save a video on IG live, then you have so many things that you can talk about. And then also narrowing down your bigger question that you answer. So a lot of my friends, they want to be like lifestyle, right? Like on Instagram, they're like, I want to do Instagram. I'm like, well, what do you do on Instagram? And they're like, anything, I can do anything. And when I was pursuing my career as a host and I would get asked all the time, they're like, what do you do? Because like, you could be a red carpet host, you could do entertainment, you could do sports. And I was like, whatever, I can talk about anything. And I can, but just because you can doesn't make that easier for you. It actually makes it right. more difficult. So once I decided I talk about content, about making content, I make content about making content. My mission is to encourage and empower others to make content. Now, the scope of the world is not blasting in my head with ideas. It's just this world. 
And then once I've explored that world and I'm finished with that one, then I will do, go do something else. But I also don't stop myself if I have an idea that doesn't relate to that. If I have an idea and I'm like, it's it's on my heart and I just want to shoot it, I will do it. Like, And that's, you know, the, there's one video that I had a few months ago that went viral when Instagram Reels came out. And I was just, every time a new feature comes out on any of the social media, I'll go and play in it for a little bit because I know people are going to come to me and ask how to do it. So I like, mm-hmm. I have to learn really fast. How does this work? And in, in my first like handful of videos, I had one that was just super silly. And we were, there was like a song that came out by Cardi B and it made me think of uh, chores in this house, that that is not the lyric. It is something yeah. else. Um, but uh, in my head, I was just like, oh, this is funny. So my boyfriend and I were like cleaning. I was like, real quick, can we uh, shoot this little idea that I have, right? So I set up the phone on the tripod. We are like legitimately about to start cleaning the kitchen. And I was like, but real quick, do this, like stand here, stand here, stand here. It took like 20 minutes total. And then like later in the day, I was like, snip, snip, snip. And then I posted it and I just didn't think about it anymore because it was just silly and it was fun and not taking myself seriously because it's little micro content. Like you can digest it, you take it and then you go. And of course, yeah. this is the one that goes viral. It has nothing to do with my main thing that I cover, but people found it and they were like, oh, she knows yeah. how to do this. So let me follow her for her other content as well. That's great. Do and we have that? Four Tony? million views. And four I was, million? Four, four million? million views. Wow. And like my stuff does not get views like that. But I was I thought Instagram was broken. In your favor. Nice. In your favor. No, we have this uh, lovely image from the video. That's uh, fine. Okay. It, very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah. Well, because it, it's like a pop song. So, it's con- yeah. yeah, it's oh, copyright music. Gotcha. So. Yeah. No, I've been, in, I've been in Facebook jail for that, too. Yeah. So, that's, that's <laughs> yes. Don't want to go there. Yes, you have. Um, any, anyway, that is great stuff. That That is great. So, you really break it down. That's what you're doing all the time. You're talking to the audience of breaking it down. You know, I, I would have thought of it that way either for myself but that's exactly what i do mm-hmm. i'm taking it down into smaller and smaller pieces all the time you know because yeah. the the big one you can't don't hold the attention for it either um you know one thing that i i i'm uh kind of exploding on linkedin too i'm doing very well over in linkedin i would say linkedin is my hottest platform right now, whereas Facebook was for years. I just think that, you know, and we all, so everybody sort of knows what Facebook's going through or what it is now. And, and, you know, it's not, not an easy platform in my mind to, to traverse. Um, but LinkedIn is, is much friendlier. It seems like, but with that, because I think this is something that's so important and I think it's a, something that a lot of people miss. And I know that I was more conscious of it in the beginning, lost some consciousness of it, but then have come fully back onto board. How do you build the audience you want? So the the first thing you really have to do is, is identify who that audience is. So when I look at your content, I know who your audience is. It is like the the grip and electric guys. It is the production folks behind the scenes that really love like unpacking the truck and seeing what you've got to play with and then figuring out the puzzle of production, right? So Mm -hmm. that's why you know who you're talking to so you can talk to them. But that is also because you are one of them. Right. And I know like when I think about who my audience is, it is specifically like somebody who wants to 
do better with social media, whether it's for their business or for their personal, or they just want to do it as an expression because you're consuming it all the time. Like it is probably the thing we consume more than air right now. You know, that it's like we breathe, we go on social media and then maybe we eat, you know? Right. So it's, (laughs) you think about what is it you're consuming and, so my audience is the people who want to create content, but are maybe not connecting well with the teachers that are already out there, like the teachers that taught me. So my audience is me years ago. Right. You know, so the, the, that gal who was sitting there and like, I really want to do this, but like I'm intimidated by lighting and I'm inti- inti- intimidated by cameras and editing and gear because I'm not techie, right? Like there, it's the right. technical aspects to this, but. You know, my my goal is to tell people like you can make it complicated, but you can also make it simple and it be just the same because we're used to seeing footage from the phone. So you can post stuff with footage from the phone. And I've even seen content creators that do stuff with full production value, like just shooting stuff on the phone because it does perform better. And then there was also some brands that I've done some freelance work with that told me the stuff that is shot on the phone just performs better in metrics. So as far as growing your audience, like don't worry so much about the production value. You just got to start getting your face out there and you need to figure out who you're talking to and what you want to help that person with. And Mm. whether it's entertainment, education, or aspirational content and aspirational being like your life could be good like this. Or, you know, like you could live this kind of lifestyle. You could cook pretty meals like this. You know, it's educational entertaining or aspirational you have to provide something and a lot of people start with vlogs which i even tried starting with vlogs which is really just you know filming yourself like creating your own reality show for yourself which is fine and i think good for learning and i think good Mm -hmm. for your capturing and experimenting but when you're ready to grow your audience narrow down what you're talking to answer small questions but understand who it is you're answering this to And the the feedback that I get all the time is that people like my content because they feel like I'm answering their questions specifically. Mm -hmm. Somebody Mm -hmm. left a question. And if one person has the question, 10 people have the question, 100 people have the question. It's a matter of getting it to them. Right, right. So as far as, you know, knowing who you want, and of course, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. I've got that down to sort of a science, in fact, trying to expand it to a certain degree, because I find production people, whether you're a G&E or you're a makeup artist or, or a wrangler of some sort, you know what I mean? We all have the same things dealing with production and very universal, you know, so I can speak to those, those things as well. Let me ask you this, because, and let me just give you a part of my philosophy of how I do things right now. I'm always hunting for people, right? So it's impossible for me not to go through my feed, say if I'm on LinkedIn and I see somebody post something that's very interesting, they're a second to me, they're not a direct link, but it's something in maybe an ancillary industry that's doing something very cool like AI, you know, would it be robotics or something like that? And I know they post, I know they're active, I know they have an active mind. I start reaching out to those people, you know what I mean? And also anybody who is, for example, if I post a picture on LinkedIn, I get, say, 200 likes on that, maybe 75 of those people will not be directly linked to me. 
but I will go back and send them a, a invitation because they've actually participated. Right. What about that formula? Do you have any, any thoughts on that, on going and really digging the, for the gold there, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's called <laughs> social media. The media part is the content that you make, right? So if you want to be found, you have to give them something to find. But the other part of it is the social, and that is participating. It is a party. You need to mingle. And I I look at all of the different platforms as if they're different clubs that you go to. Okay, that's good, yeah. Different playgrounds, right? And that like each place that you go to offers different things in how you interact with it. And the more you interact and you actually participate in the community, the way that that platform is built, the more that it favors you and you show up in searches, you show up in explore pages, you get recommended to other folks. And I love that you do this, like reaching out to people who've engaged with your content. That is so important. And if you have the time to do that, like, please do that. Every comment, respond to every comment. And something that I've seen recommended and I need to get better at this, is that you find your, not necessarily competitors, because I, I feel like we're all like doing this and it's okay because we're all different versions of, you know, whatever it is we're talking the about. The same but thing, other, yeah. Right. Other people who are in the, the same niche as you are answering the same questions as you go into their comments and see what questions people are a- asking there and answer them. Ooh, like, I like oh, that. that's a great question. Yeah. I actually have a video about that, but real quick, this is how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, so proactive going after people. And I think this is what a lot of people don't do. They miss that point. They expect somebody to send them the friend request and the real magic I think is, is sending that out. That's how I built LinkedIn, you know, to, I've got 10,000, I think there now, which is, and but 10,000 active, which is much different, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, their algorithms seem to be a little more open than Facebook's, you know, tell me about this. And I think, let me just ask this thing because I, I'm usually frustrated with Facebook on a lot, in a lot of ways they have really, I mean, when we started doing live videos here, I mean, we would literally do an hour like this, get 4,000 views. It was incredible. You know, they showed it to everybody. They have hammered the algorithms down so much in Facebook. Give me your assessment of Facebook. Obviously, you've got to have it. You're not going to live without a Facebook page. I mean, that's just like an address now, you know. But give me your assessment of how viable Facebook is these days. So I don't love Facebook for putting out content. I do, I will repurpose stuff. I'll repost things there, but I don't focus on that as my, my main platform outside of groups. I think Facebook for Facebook groups is really where the party is. And that's the only reason I haven't deleted Facebook altogether is being part of different Facebook groups. So like the program that I use to live stream is Ecamm live. And the group for that is so active and so friendly and so helpful. If ever you have a question, you're like, Hey, I don't know how to do this. And they they help you out Um, like for plants. I've got plants and I've got cats and I've got groups for plants and cats that I'm in. And if ever like, oh, this one plant that I have is turning yellow, I'll post a picture and somebody will respond with, you know, some good advice. So it's communities and groups, I think, is really useful 
for Facebook. And yes, you should still have your Facebook profile and you should like if you have a project like when we're looking at yours. Right. So you've got your personal page where people can add you as a friend and then mm -hmm. you've got the onset lighting one. But I would actually like for you to have your personality one as a page. Like I don't have a, a Facebook mm. page for adding friends that like I don't even put my face on the picture. It's my cat. OK. Like that's OK. My, my family, you know, just like so you have some place yeah. that is yours and, and that's not really where I'm like pushing, pushing my content. They can come to the page to follow mm -hmm. the page. But that's for me. I don't like, right. I just don't like hanging out in Facebook too much. So that's where I kind of keep it separate. Right. Whatever. Right. There. Um, but it yeah. is a good place well, you, to on the business. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe this is a good time just as an opener there and let you want to review um, my pages, what you said, because I asked you to do that earlier. Yeah, my uh, onset lighting and my personal page. Yeah, let's do that. And, and Tony, let me ask you, uh, maybe even both of you, is there any way you can pull my page up and and um, we can see that? Oh, sure, Bernie. <laughs> God, come on, I was, Tony. I was just talking with Mary Lou about this before you came on. Is that he always asks me to do something at the last second. Like, God, yeah, Bernie. Oh, Tony, I'm, I'm shocked by that statement, Tony. <laughs> right? I'm shocked by that statement. Right? Um, you know what? I actually have a quick question. And while, while you guys answer that question, I can pull up your stuff. Uh, Thanks. One of our longtime viewers, Grandma G, wants to know. Grandma do, G. Yeah. Do hashtags, and uh, I guess, do hashtags really drive viewers to your page? I have a mixed feelings about this, and you you should be using the hashtags, but I know that in the past few months it's on Instagram, and no, Instagram is Facebook. Like they, they're separate, but they're together. Um, right. That they had blocked hashtags for the past few months, so. Yes and no. And it, it is when hashtags do work, it is about getting them more specific. You can't just say filmmaking. That's too big of a hashtag. That's too much. You're not going to show up in any kind of search. And it is it's search engine optimization. And uh, like with with YouTube, right, there's tags that are in there and your goal is to rank in the searches. So so I just unboxed a, a Canon M50 uh, Mark II. And if I just do Canon cameras, my videos are not going to show up anywhere near anywhere where somebody's going to find it. But if I do Canon M50 Mark II white unboxing, I, I'm pretty sure I'm like in the top three videos of that topic when you search that. So the same and thing. And each, each one of those is an individual hashtag. That's one whole thing. One long hashtag. Yeah. And I, I really? like the tag. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to show up for Canon. I'm not going to show up for M50. Like all those things individually, you're not going to show up for. But like that's why like YouTube's my favorite because it's a a search engine, and your mm. your content that like I've got a video that I made a year and a half ago that still gets tons of views because people are looking for that specific question to answer that specific question. And then on you know Instagram and Facebook, like the hashtags do work, but. I don't think well. And I think that a, a more effective use of your time, like you should put the hashtags on there on Instagram, you can have max 30. You should definitely use them. You should definitely take some time to looking at how many numbers are underneath that hashtag. But you, you know, 
doing what like Bernie does and going and actually connecting with people and participating in the community, looking up other people who might be asking questions that you can answer and helping them out, I think is a more useful use of your time. You know, that, that is very interesting. I would not have guessed a long hashtag like that would get you viewers. And is there, um, does does Instagram penalize you for using the same hashtags all if the time? Relevant, like I do know, like if you, if I'm always posting pictures of flowers and I am hashtag cooking, it's going to you know be like, oh, she doesn't know how to use hashtags. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So interesting. Yeah, that's that. You know, I had never understood hashtags very well. You know, I understand it's due to search and stuff like that, but I have never looked for something going by a hashtag. Mm -hmm. I guess you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know, how I but, feel but, too. I I don't I don't <clears throat> utilize it to search, mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to like believe that it's actually bringing people my way. Yeah, interesting. That's great. That's great. Um, all right, let's get to my uh, site if we if we get it there and let's see where we're at. There's onset lighting. That's my sales page there. Um, and then uh, on the personal page, so you would you're saying you would take my personal page there and bring that stuff into a separate page. Yeah, I right? would have a you know a Bernie Burns page okay not like okay. a profile and okay. that's where you as a personality are growing your platform because okay. and then that also can kind of isolate like if you want to just post things on your personal page that are not related to your topics yeah that's okay you can post that on your personal page like a, you know like a, i'm always posting cat stuff but i'll do that on my personal page i'm not going to do that on my my business page for mary right Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if we're looking at, let's see, which one are we at? I've got your personal page up. And then the, the first thing I would do for you there is update your picture. Oh, oh what? My yeah. picture? That it's was taken last week. That was taken last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what? That is a very, very real. I'm glad you started there because here's where I'm at. Um, I wrote a book. Nobody talks about lighting the elephant in the room, you know, which I do a terrible job at promoting, but, um, uh, it, it's still out there. That was around that time, you know, that I wrote the book. I guess it was a few years after, but I had the idea of doing it. We did an elephant and I had a conversation with somebody because, you know, I talked to her, I go, I, I got to light this elephant. You know what I mean? In this studio, what would you do? you know, which is how most of my questioning starts. And they go, nobody talks about lighting the elephant in the room. <laughs> and so that became the title of my show, uh, my thing. So I was all big on that, you know, when I was doing that. And I've had that up since 2008. Oh, it is way overdue. Oh. <laughs> so... So there's no theory to that, that the having the, and here's what I thought is like having a consistent logo, having some, a picture that's consistent. People can identify. They always know when they see it, not so much, huh? You think, you think it should be updated. It should be updated. It should be a clear photo of your face. 
It is okay. a profile picture, not you in the corner with an elephant legs in the back. Because okay. even if not like the as far as the size of it, right? You have to work with that. Now you could take that picture or a version of that picture and make it your banner. That's mm-hmm. fine because there mm-hmm. is an elephant in there. It is very like eye catching, but in a profile picture, especially if you think about when you see a profile picture on the phone, they're like this big. You're right. You know, so that I like we don't know what we're looking at there. So you might as well just get your face in there. And, okay. You know, when you look at it full size, like I, I opened it up, I was like, that's a cool photo, but that's not the place for it. I think you could yeah. use that in your banner um, and maybe, okay. you know, do some version of your book cover on there. You can do something interesting with that. So I don't mind your cover photo of the set because that is what you talk about. But because you have a book, you have a product. I would right. showcase that branding there and have your updated profile photo in your profile photo because that shows up in other places too. It's like usually pretty small, but it shows up in a lot of spots. Yeah. Yeah. So you would just do one good headshot right there mm-hmm. for my profile photo. Okay. Yeah. And and you said in the banner, just want to make sure it is, that is good because that's what I'm talking about. Everything on set and all that. But you said maybe you would put the book there. Is that correct? Yes. Like I would take this photo. So if we click on that picture, it's like a square and Mm. you could even make a banner. You can use a, like, you know, any like Photoshop, Canva, any kind of place where you design a graphic, just like you do on your onset page. Yeah. And you could take the elephant, you with the elephant, and then you can take a picture, like the title of the book and put that on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like your your graphics for this show, and yeah. use that branding. Because if I see that, I don't know you have a book. That doesn't tell me anything. Right. It just right. like you took a cool picture with an elephant, which is rad. Yeah. yeah. But also, like twelve years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite part of the whole picture, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but, I think no. you can use it. It is cool, but you know. For you, I would start building yourself more as a personality. And then you could take photos like this from your career because you've had such a career. Mm-hmm. And you do Throwback Thursday. And you like post up that picture. You write a little like caption about like what happened there. And you can repost that every year. You can do that right. over and over and over again. Right. Right. So I just take something, make it out of the retro stuff. And I do, I actually do a lot of retro. I mean, nobody's been producing content. You know what I mean? This year at all. So it's most of it retro. I'm very surprised how a production picture is not a current production picture if no one has a mask on. Yeah. You know, that's that's just like immediately old school. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Old times. You know, so yeah, that that is amazing. Okay. And um, what else? What else did you notice in there? Keep just keep going on. I do like that you have listed all of your different um, places on other social media platforms, but like I wish, and like I know that it's difficult because you've got Bernie's grip and lighting. Yeah. It's just some places are Bernie grip. Sometimes it's Bernie B10 is what you are on YouTube. It's Bernie's grip and lighting.com. It's Bernie's grip at Twitter. So it's all a little bit different. So if, if you could develop and if you're just starting totally you just need to like make it the same across the board as much as you can okay and that could you know be done a a bunch of different ways but i am glad that you have it all listed there and like number one like let me back up back up like number one the fact that your facebook profile exists 
and you have it there with information is the number one like you are winning you're doing it <laughs> and you're you're already on your way right so, okay and good you, you've been doing this for a long time so you, yeah you know yeah yeah you know that and like the the stuff is is uh formatted right like i like that you have stuff in square because you know like as far as aspect ratio in your posts mm-hmm. which is is good because square is what facebook wants and sometimes they'll take landscape, but like, you know, with your different pictures you have. But I'd love to see more of your personality. That That is something mm-hmm. of just you popping in. Like we've got interviews with you. And mm-hmm. I believe you do have some of the different shows that are mm-hmm. little smaller tidbits. But just you on your phone, like, hey, today I'm thinking about this. You know, did you guys see this thing in production? Or did you see that this show is is going? Like, how cool is that? Or, you know, I just watched Queen's Gambit and I like really loved the lighting in that, you know, just little more personality things that connect with uh, with other people as well. Because you might get people who are not production people, but want to be production people. Sure. And, you know, you're saying you want to expand a little bit. So I would I would give us more more personality in video. Okay. Little. Okay. So a little more pieces of me out there just given daily thoughts or, or, or just a quick, my take on something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in a video that you post in the feed, or you can do it in a story just the mm-hmm. same. And, mm-hmm. and are you not using Instagram yet? Or are you? Uh, no, I have Instagram. I actually have three, three pages on Instagram, Bernie's grip and lighting on set lighting and uh, Apple box network. Um, I'm just not good at um, getting out there. And it's funny because I don't know why either. You know, I have literally on my phone, I have 60,000 pictures. Probably, you know, 60% of them are actual production pictures, right? And I, and it's the easiest thing for me to do is to go get production pictures. I mean, literally, you know what I do if, if I want some, to do a post for LinkedIn, I just hit like September or October uh, or maybe a specific year. And I've always got a set I was on. So I just take those and I find something to say about it and just post it. It's the easiest stuff for me to do. So why I am not more into Instagram, I have no idea. But I think one of the things that turned me off about it was the hashtags. And it was just like, God, I got to figure these hashtags out every time. You know what I mean? And I know there's tricks. I mean, I've got some stored in my, uh, my notes on my phone so I can go and hit those up whenever I want to and, and all of that. But it just, it was never easy for me. It was never a flow for me. Right. And then on, on that point, and that's something that a lot of people ask about, we talked about it a little bit on how there's so many platforms. There's so many places you can be on the internet and you should have your name on everything. You should make the account on everything, but pick one or two that you focus on and then just show up a little bit, you know, find ways to show up if you can, just so the, the page isn't empty. But you mm-hmm. don't have to be number one on every platform across the Internet. Yeah. Having a big following on on Facebook and LinkedIn is an awesome way to be. You are yeah. golden. You don't need to also grow Instagram if that's too much. to yeah. think about. Because yeah. it still should be fun. 
Like it still should be fun. And like being production. That's people, a very good point. You want yeah. to work on a TV show. You want to work on a movie. You want to work, you know, on a play. I don't know. You, you can't do all of that at once. Right. That, that takes right. a ton of people. And if you don't have a team, then that's okay. Just still have fun. Find the ones that you like that click with you. And that's where like, you love Facebook. I hate Facebook. I don't spend time over here. I don't like to hang out except for in my groups, but I love YouTube and I love Instagram. So I hang over yeah. there because that makes sense for me, but I don't yeah. try to, to be everywhere, everywhere too much. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very good point. YouTube now, speaking of that is one that I, I, I possess endless guilt about, you know, about not doing a better job on that. I feel like if I spent any time at all on YouTube, I would be very successful at it. And I have a ton of content over there. I'm not lightweight on, on that by any means. So uh, give me a quick rundown on YouTube. YouTube is my favorite because it is Google. It is a search engine. So if you think about how you ever use YouTube, if you need to know how to do something, you're like, YouTube it. And then you find a video of somebody showing you how to X, Y, Z. And that could be a video that was made yesterday, or it could be a video that was made a decade ago, if it's still mm -hmm. relevant. You know, how to mm -hmm. tie a tie, I think, is like the number one video since the beginning of YouTube for all time. Disposable media. Yes. And it's like you're, you're building a library over there. And on Instagram, that's where like Instagram's fine. You can post cute pictures, but like something like the, the viral video that we we talked about earlier. That was in August. Once it capped, it capped. Nobody's looking for that anymore. It doesn't show right. up for anyone anymore. Once it's done, it's done. Yeah. But if you have a if you're answering relevant questions and you're building a channel authority. So the fact that you have a bunch of content about the same topic, YouTube will start to show in the algorithm like, okay, she posts about Instagram stuff. So if she posted a new Instagram video, let's rank it higher because obviously people like coming to her for this topic. And Quick. with you, with your stuff that's already on there, like I would just go back and like make sure you optimize like the titles, the search terms, anything like that, because something that you posted a year ago that maybe wasn't optimized, maybe mm -hmm. worded a little bit differently. You can think, you have to think backwards to like, what's the question they are typing in to get to your video. They're not just like, Oh, I mm. wanted to just watch somebody talk, you know, about mm -hmm. a light. No, I want to know specific things about this specific product in this specific context. And then that's always how I work backwards from that, I think. Okay. How did they find me? What did they type in to find me? And then I go backwards to answer more of those questions. That's very interesting. Yeah, I think I should definitely do that. Um, let me ask you this. Do you use TubeBuddy? I do use TubeBuddy, and I really okay. do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, do you have TubeBuddy too? I do. I got it up. Yeah, I haven't, I, I have, I'm using, I've been using the free version to kind of work through it, but you, it only gives you like three, the first three suggestions with the free version. Yeah. So we, we may have to look into that a little bit deeper. It's super cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I've been seriously thinking that's been a mistake of mine, not, not using TubeBuddy. What yeah, we'll, other, we'll talk, we'll talk to the social media department. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Good. I'll have a word with you, Tony. Yeah. Thanks. Um, 
<laughs> we have a question, um, by the way, if, you, if we want to. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's get the question. So, uh, yes, another one of our longtime viewers. Um, Angelique, Angelique would like to know, yes, would you hire awesome. someone to get a presence on platforms to post, say, a month's worth of content just to get started? Well, Angelique, that's that's a good question. And that is there are definitely people who can do that. And if you're at the point where you can hire someone that, and it's going to take that off of your plate, then hire someone. I, I look at it like you can clean your own house. Mm-hmm. But if you're so busy and you you have right. the resources to, to outsource that work, then it just takes the stress off your head and you can get back to the work of working because it is a whole thing. If if that's something that you want to do. But I also like to think really simply, like with any, but with any topic, I could come up with like a month's worth of content. If you're going to post once a week, you just need four posts. If you're going to post twice a week, you just need eight posts. You don't need to post every day. You just need to post consistently. So you find a duration that you can do consistently and then streamline it down from there. So like Bernie's got like his, specific episodes that happen so he's got content that's upcoming but say it wasn't a live show and you know you have to make once a week you do a video about products you could take one day and shoot four videos about products cut them up and then you schedule them and you're done that's one day that's not a month of work that's one day of work and if you're going to do a live show like that's where i've discovered that a live format is better for me because then I can, I'm scheduled for it. I shoot it and I put it out. That mm-hmm. makes it more consistent for me. If I batch create, yeah. which I do sometimes for other content, then I'll shoot a bunch in one day and then maybe I cut it or maybe I don't because I got distracted or I got bored or I didn't want to talk about this thing anymore. So I switched my way of doing it to live because I knew I would be more consistent. So you figure out what's the way you can be consistent, but you don't have to be every day of the month consistent consistent can be once a week consistent can be once every other week but i really wouldn't go less than once a week you figure out what's your thing you want to do you start there and once you get a handle on that so if you have a blog you sit down one day and you like the end of the previous month and you sit down you write four articles about whatever your topic is so now you have that done they're scheduled but now you're like well i've got time now i have time to do more so now you spend another day, you make four little video clips. And the next day you take, you, you find, you go through your picture archives and you're like, oh, I can actually find eight pictures that work. And then you can put those into a scheduler. And I would really just focus on your one platform that you want to focus on. Now, if you're just getting started, like, like Angelique is just getting started. So hiring somebody, you can. But I do caution against that because now you're going to feel like you need to keep up with that pace. And and I think it's much better like working out. Like if you just start a little bit, you start a little bit in what you can do. And that's why like, I like to empower other people to be able to do it themselves because it's going to be ongoing indefinitely. <laughs> like social media is going to be here forever. And if you yeah. want to maintain it and that's not a service that you can upkeep then you might as well just learn now while it's little. And then once it grows, then you can get more people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Um, you know, I would say on that too, one thing that I did when I started out, which which was a real actual, it wasn't thought out by me at all, but it was just such an advantage. I had, I, you know, I had taken for the 10 years prior to getting on uh, uh 
uh, Facebook, I had bought these always disposable cameras and I took film pictures very set. I was on. So I had like 2000 pictures. I hired somebody to put them and digitize them for me and then put them on Facebook, which gave me a, like, which I didn't realize at the time, but a, a real treasure trove of production pictures that were easy for me to access. And that is one thing that I know rocketed me once I started making connections and did that. I wanted to ask you, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, something you said there, do you think posting once a week is enough to build an audience on social media? Or And with that one question that I will ask you, let me give you this. What is the ideal? What is the ideal amount of posting to uh, really start rocketing a, a site up? So my, my suggestion of once a week is to get people going. It's not going to grow. You're not going to rocket uh, at that level, but you're going to build the muscle to show up consistently. It's like, right. you know, going to the gym, right? A lot of it is very much like going to the gym. You go to the gym once a week, like you showed up, you did the work, but are you going to see big gains in your, your fitness goals? Maybe, maybe not, yeah. right? but not as much as you would if you were going twice a week, three times a week. And I, I think every day is maybe too much. It does depend on the platform. It really does depend on the platform. If there's something new, like when Instagram Reels came out, I was posting every single day. And then that's when I hit a bunch of like like little viral pops because it was brand new. So mm -hmm. I jumped on that right away. But now I post like they're like on Reels twice a week because YouTube's my focus. So YouTube now three times a week. That's growing a lot. It's growing a lot, a lot. And, and at a speed I've never seen before, because I am consistent Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But before mm. that, I was like once a week, maybe twice a week. But then I was like, I would fall off for a few weeks. So to start, whatever it is, like you just need to get in a routine of some kind of consistency, whatever that is. If it is only once a week, I'd rather you do once a week than none a week. And mm -hmm. then then you start to batch, you start to get ahead, and then you can do more. But to grow, you need to, I think it has more to do with like doing something specific than posting every single day. Got you. Got you. So you, you don't do post. Week, that's great. Yeah. So you don't post every day, You, mm -hmm. you at least on the same site. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll post I, I, in different places. Yeah. I wonder if I'm, <clears throat> can you post too much? I mean, I, I suppose, what do you think about that? Give me give me your thoughts on that. I definitely think you can post too much because like you think of any anything you've seen too much of, then you're like, ah, I'm just tired of seeing this. Like I've definitely unfollowed her. I'm like, I am tired of seeing your face. I just need to take a break from you. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, but yeah. I like a little, you have to give the content time to breathe. So you like throw it up in the air and you like let people look at it and you're like, cool. Okay, here's another one. You know, yeah. give them a give them a second to miss you. So it is kind of like dating, right? You know, yeah, you don't want right. to be like, "Hi, what are right. you doing? How are you?" You know. Yeah, yeah. My wife liked me a lot better when we were dating because we didn't see each other every day. Now, uh, it's him again. You know, um, yeah. But no, that that is very very true. And I wonder about that myself. You know, because I enjoy. 
You know, I think just as as a little self-confessional here, I think maybe I am posting too much on LinkedIn just because I enjoy the site so much, mm-hmm. you know, because I like finding out what I find out there. So maybe I'll cool that down just a little bit. Uh, I don't know. That's, but that's look at your analytics in there. You know, and, and LinkedIn <clears throat> is really great because I do think it's taking the folks who enjoyed Facebook, but now don't enjoy like the the temperature of Facebook right now. Right. So you go over to LinkedIn where everybody's on their best behavior because it's like the professional business place to be. Right. And and I don't know if you have yet applied to do live streaming on LinkedIn. I am in the process of doing that. I got turned down once, but Mm -hmm. yeah. But like once you get that going, I think that's going to be really great. And I think even taking small bits from this and because I think on LinkedIn, people are posting, but not as much as everywhere else. So posting every day there, maybe back off a little bit if your intuition is telling you like maybe, maybe it's too much, but then you'll see, you'll see how it reacts and you have to look at things in quarters. Don't look at your okay. your analytics on any single post because that okay. does not give you a true view on anything. You have to like sit back and look at like the last three months and kind of what was your behavior and what happened and what worked and what didn't. And like that's where I used to do on YouTube like uh, unboxings for any tech. I used to just do any kind of technology, not necessarily content technology. And I know that those would cause like a dip. There might be a spike on people looking for that particular product, but they don't stick around because they don't like the whole, you know, they're not, yeah. they're not always reviewing like a teeth whitening thing or, you know, a you know facial massager or whatever. Right. That's not what people stick around for. So then you can start to see like, okay, I didn't need to post that, but you can experiment. Like that's the thing yeah. you can try. And if it doesn't work, okay. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah, keep it going. Keep it going. Surprise. That's great. It's, it's three o'clock. <laughs> three o'clock. See, where'd the hour go? So, so, much, the for, hour so go? much for all those videos. Yeah, yeah. Ay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find them if they need to, you know, if they want a little behind the scenes, they want to know how to do things. I go through a lot of products on like how I set up my set and yeah. how you can make it very simple or make it very complicated. That's just depending on how much you enjoy doing this or not. Yeah. Well, well, you know, we'll, this is a good time. Tell us where they can find you. I am everywhere on the internet at Mary Lou Mandel, M-A-R-I-E-L-O-U-M-A-N-D-L. And I know it's crazy looking, but I am the only one. So if you search my name, you will find me on Instagram. I'm very available in the DM. So if you're ever working on a piece of content, you're like, I don't know how to X, Y, Z. Just send me a message. I will help you out if I can. Uh, YouTube, I've got my live stream there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And those are tutorials. And uh, encouragement for creatives, just encouragement and empowerment for digital content creators. Because, like, for me, if you want to create content, please just know you can create content. Don't, like, don't get in your head and be like, oh, I don't know how. Like, you have a phone. If you have a smartphone and you can look at social media, I promise you, you can make social media. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We'll put put these links in the. Great. Yeah, that's perfect. In the comments? Yes, sir. All right. That sounds good. All right. Well, Mary Lou, thank you so much. I I definitely learned something today. No doubt about it. I definitely learned something today. I don't know when I'm going to change my profile picture. I think I've got to, I might have to do some counseling before I do that. That's been with me. I'll get get a phone call later. I'm like, hey, can you change my picture? Hey, can you put it back up? (laughs) (laughs) 
No, that that is all good. But thank you so much, Mary Lewis. Go so great to meet you. I, I you're a treasure trove, absolutely. And how do you work? Do you take clients on to tell me what your work thing is? How how do you how do you monetize? Uh, so I, I take limited amount of clients because I'm very picky about who I take on to coach for social media because if you're not ready to do the work, then you just need to stay on YouTube and watch the tutorial yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and then when you're ready, then you can reach out to me, then we can talk. Um, but I do have courses that are coming out because I do believe that a lot of people like to learn at their own pace, which is great. Mm -hmm. And I learn a mm -hmm. lot of courses as well. So coming up in January, I'm going to be releasing a vertical video course and an Instagram okay. Reels course. Uh, okay. Be the, the first ones that I start with because, you know, vertical is something that if you've always shot in landscape, it's hard for you to wrap your head around vertical, but it's Blas a thing. Blasphemy. Yes, it's, yeah. it's a thing. And like, just because you don't like it doesn't make it not exist. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the bane of the of the production world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Before Instagram, God help me if I posted something vertical. I mean, I that's all I was going to hear about with my crew. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. that would have been the the worst. So that's chast great. Chastised endlessly. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They still have. There's still argu ongoing arguments and forums about. Oh. About, absolutely you know, let, them be, let them argue because are they showing up on instagram are they true. showing up on on tiktok are they you know like there's a new platform a new thing that's added to youtube like look at what the platforms are doing they will tell you what the the people are looking at and where the money is being put instagram youtube and tiktok all have vertical video platforms yep. yes youtube yes. Short vertical videos is where yeah. it's at. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Cool. All right. This has been great. There's so much more. I'll have to have you on again, seriously, because I want to get down to really do it. Like, I didn't even ask you about Snapchat. I didn't, you know what I mean? And Africa. and some of the other, I, I know. It's funny. Why doesn't Snapchat, why haven't they ever taken off? But I, I can't figure out how to use it either. So, you know, that's. That's what I think. But anyway, Mary Lou, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. We would love to have you back anytime. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And with that, I will bid you a fond farewell and everybody out there. And tell you we'll see you next Friday at 2 o'clock on Bernie's Apple Box. Cut. That's a wrap.